boogie boogie. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. That got me. <laughs> Jim, did I? <laughs> I already said he got me. He said you got me. How you feeling, Jim? A little spooked. That's how we start the show. Jim, don't you think it would be pure comedy gold if you actually shit yourself? Well, of course it would be funny if I shit myself. <laughs> At least I'm lucky no one pissed in my pants this time. Like the last time it happened. I told you you can't keep using that excuse. Oh, I can. God I'll, I'll use that to my grave. So what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game. Welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, welcome to episode 171. Thank you for joining us tonight. Except for you, Brian. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and yes, uh, we are back. We are back, Chambers. And uh, yeah, we actually finally just finished recording our level 50 club update yes so we banged out for the month of june and july so yeah finally you know we said june was a weird each of us taking vacation same with july so we finally were like you know what we each banged out about six games combined them together so make sure you check out that video and if you have been following us with the level 50 club we appreciate it make sure to comment below what are you guys up to right now yep because, yeah, you guys have been killing it. Even the people who haven't hit 50 yet. Like, you're all doing a great job. So, Hell I've yeah. seen it. So, Jambers, tonight I decided, you know, <clears throat> I got us two different beers. You did. <laughs> so, and I decided something I'm going to start doing with Jambers is I want to start getting cases of the cheapest beer to set up a future video I have in mind. Interesting. Um, so, Jim likes, you like your cheap shit, right? Oh, I do. And you've never heard of Lucky Streak beer, have you? I've never seen that before. So it's brewed and canned by Anheuser-Busch. I've never, before I went to the beer store today, I never heard of it, never saw it. I was in the cheap section. On the case, they have 24, a strike through it, and then 30. So you get 30 beers for $14, Jim. Oh, that is a bargain. And we just finished one of these. Right. We live in a world of 9% inflation. That is a deal you cannot pass up. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even know. It's 4.2% alcohol. Standard. For $14 for 30 what was your impression of Lucky Streak? Little. little flavorless. But you know what? Mine, that's a pretty good goddamn deal. Might could, be converting. I was going to say, could that take down the stone? I might have to buy a new flag, Bri. I mean... You basically have to pay a couple of dollars more for that I many do. stones. I do. I have to give up my one true love, but fuck. <laughs> what I dollars am interested is, is I want to know what a hangover from this feels like. You either, it's either the worst hangover ever, or you don't get one at all. You just end up peeing all night. Yeah. It's basically water. But I actually tried to, uh, you know, I was like, let me get that. And for approximately the same price. 14 or 15, I think it was, for four of these four boys. Four-pack. Mm -hmm. uh, the Glastown Brewery's Mosaic Man, and it's done in the Mega Man style. Uh, I didn't actually get to look at all of them, but what's cool is they have all the little boss robots behind it, and they're all like, you know, some of them are kegs, some of them are cans, some of them are like hops. They put a lot of detail, and Jim and I were whores for detail and well-done cans. You combine video games with it, too, and... 
I'm going to buy it every single goddamn time. This is some of the ballsiest copyright infringement I've ever seen in my life. The the Mosaic Man is literally a palette swap. It's The colors are different, but that's Mega Man to a goddamn T. Yep. It wasn't even like they could have made his helmet a hop and maybe get, differentiated him a little bit. But nope, they're like, yeah, just just make them yellow and red. Said or, fuck it, yellow. <laughs> so it's 6.5%. I know nothing about this brewery. And you know what bothers me, Jim? What? When okay, so it's from they're out of Millville, New Jersey. I don't know where the fuck Millville is. Oh, um, it's more like Central South. Okay, I believe. So is it Central or is it South? Mm, central South. That. Not quite Central. Not quite South. So could more you in say between. North South. Why did I say East, North West? South? It makes no sense. <laughs> what am I, a Kardashian? <laughs> I mean, basically. well, my Kanye West kid. <laughs> Stupid name. You shut your mouth. Go fuck yourself. Jim, you've done much worse than what Ray J did to her to get all that money. What money? What fucking money do I have? I wish I had that kind of money. I'll do way worse than what Ray J did. I would do worse than what Kim did. God. Yeah, their goddamn money. Jesus. <laughs> God damn it, Jim. You're talking like I'm a man with like standards and morals. Christ. <laughs> Dignity. Dignity's long gone. So what do you think? What are you thinking so far, the Mosaic Man? So far, it's good. Uh, you know, what is it? Uh, it's a hazy IPA. I was going to say, it's, it tastes exactly like a hazy yeah, IPA. It's super, super uh, hazy. Yeah, I mean, I it's, mean got, <laughs> it's got that citrusy bite that a lot of uh, hazy IPAs have. It's definitely more foggy than a lot of the other ones we've had. So this one's interesting. The sediment at the bottom almost looks like a pepper. Look at the bottom of yours. See if it's you see that. Is this? Um, I really don't have a lot in mine. I guess mine. Yeah, you're the lucky, lucky winner. Oh, oh well. I mean, it's very flavorful. Most hazies are. That's why I prefer them over IPAs. But uh, yeah, it's a quite you, a step up from. Yeah, you always get a thicker mouthfeel with the hazies too. Yeah. So, all right, Chambers. We did mention the level fifty club, and I know we just went over all the games we beat. But what are you actively playing now, not including what we just talked about? All right, so you can see my thoughts on the games I've been playing recently. So I recently finished up Halo Wars 2 and uh, Final Vendetta, so you can see my full-on little spiels about them in the Level 50 video. But game I'm actively playing, uh, we mentioned it like a year and a half, two years ago, when it first went on Kickstarter. So our buddies oh. Rue and Longy Long, uh, their game finally started coming out to people. So Gelatinous, Humanity Lost. Uh, a homebrewed Game Boy game, and you know what? It's got it's got a few little problems, but it's here's the thing with it. I actually wrote some notes down about it because I want to be like one. Like I backed it. Like, I think I was like one of the like first ten to back it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little, <laughs> <laughs> but like so, it's actually like extremely frustrating because one it's meant to be like a challenging platformer okay and two and he kind of like mentioned this uh long he did because i think he did the programming he's like the hitbox is really big on your character and he was kind of like yeah i kind of had to leave it like that or else everything would be block shaped so okay. where you're more just like a goo blob that can turn into a ball and stuff like that so like you have to get used to like your hitbox and stuff like that and sometimes that can lead to some cheap deaths and sometimes, like, some of the sections are just, like, you have to be so exact that, that like, you start to, like, you, you die of shitload. Yeah. But sometimes you're either, like, you have to memorize it exactly to get through a section or just, like, fucking go crazy and just, like, go balls to the wall and, and like, maybe try, hope yeah. your way through. 
which normally I don't like. And then there's also like, but I just, I I can't keep, I keep coming back to it. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of those, it has that, then they didn't design it this way, but it has that super meat boy vibe where like, cause it's not, it's like an adventure all in like one world. So it's not level to level kind of deal. Yeah. But you just keep trying to be like, ah, fuck, I got it this time. I got it this time. I got it this time. Like it has that feel perfectly. And they do have like, it's, it's like checkpoints are also save points. Okay. And it's like every three to five screens that you get through. So it's frustrating because if you're stuck on a part, you're going to keep redoing certain parts that like you eventually master and then you'll fuck up randomly because you're just impatient at that point. But it also feels just long enough between spots that you're like, okay, I know a save point's here. Or good, I just hit a save point. I'll do another one. Okay. That kind of feel. So for as frustrating as it can be at times, like I also really, really like playing it. And it probably helps, like, yeah, you know, it probably helps a little bit that some buddies of ours design it and shit like that. But I still think they, like, kind of did a good job of knowing, like, a cool action platform out of it. So you haven't beat it yet? No. I'm only, uh, what do you call it, maybe, like, an hour in or something. Okay. And that's with a shitload of fucking dying and, you know, continuing. So- and I also, one thing I have to say about it, too, it's not one that you have to, like, they have a password feature, but you don't have to remember any passwords. Like, it has on-card saves. So every time you hit a checkpoint, that's a new save point. So if you load, you load from your last checkpoint. Okay, nice. Yeah. So how? So what are you playing it on? Uh, my Game Boy Advance. Okay. Any issues with it booting up or anything? No. That's. And it's not like one of those like homebrew ones that like where the thing will be a little fatter than like a normal size one. Like that's why I'm it, like... it, it fits perfectly. It's perfectly sized on like you know a replica cart shit like that. So that that was my question. Is I'm always fascinated by. And we've we've seen homebrewed games before. Yeah. Um, how they're able to make sure it emulates or plays perfectly on that old hardware. Yeah, like it plays perfectly fine on my GBA. Uh, Astral, our buddy, he was playing it on a Super Game Boy, and it was working fine on there. Because it's a homebrew, it probably wouldn't work on a Retron. But outside of that, like, no, it seems like it's perfectly fine with like all the Game Boys that I've you know seen it used on so far. Nice. And I've seen people use it on an Analog Pocket, and it was working on that too. So okay. So Jim, you're telling me you didn't put a, any more time in the Elden Ring? No, like, it, like I've said in <laughs> level fifty, I'll put more time into the Elden Ring after I'm done level fifty, and I don't feel the pressure to like beat games, where I can just sit down and put like long, a lot of time to stuff. Jim, like, I don't think there was ever a thought you were going to beat Elden. I don't think I will beat that game. I don't come hell or high water, I'll eventually you know do it. I don't think you'll ever beat it. I'll eventually beat it. I don't know the time frame, but I'll eventually do it. <laughs> It'll take a long time, but I'll eventually do it. But yeah, like I got to finish up level 50 and in, intersperse with that in my resolution games and Patreon games. So, you know, I got stuff to get to first. <laughs> and what do you call it? Gelatinous is going to be my fun poop game. God damn it, Jim. So I've actually uh, just finished a couple big games that I mentioned level 50, but I moved right on to another resolution and big game that I just want to get done. I love the hell. How, uh, I love the hell out of it, but it's Bloodborne. So it's like Elden Ring. And anyone who's played those demon games knows uh, it's not going to be easy. I, I Coming back to it, I think I like it even more than I did before. And I did a thing like I fresh start it. Because you know walking away from those games, oh, yeah. you will not remember maps at all. And all these fucking demon games. Can you just do a map system? That That's like I don't need you to handle it. It's a map. I... 
Well, not in Bloodborne. Oh, okay. And a lot of the other early games, there's not. Okay. So maybe Elden Ring did that. It does. Okay. Do you know what? Give me a mod so you can just give me the fucking map. Because one part I love and hate is the level design in those games because they're so intricate, but it's so easy to forget. Like, oh, yeah, around this one corner is this easy shortcut that I just forgot because I died two hours later. And there's, like, very limited checkpoints. Really fun game. That's going to be my big, like, kind of to-do game for a while. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm I'm hoping I can beat it within, like, 30 hours. Not. I feel like those games you can. Depends how many times you die, though, ultimately. Yeah. Elder Ring seems like it's going to take me 100, so that's going to take me, like, four years. I mean, you're just not going to beat it, Jeff. I will beat that you, game. You eventually. are not going to beat it. It'll get beaten. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so part of the reason why it took me so long to get to that, we have been blasting through, excuse me, uh, the Patreon request. and We know the videos are slow coming out. Yeah, we well, apologize. And well, as of this video, you're going to start seeing the review videos being uploaded back on a weekly basis. Uh, but like I said, we do have a, I think, like two more Patreon videos to get through um, before we can get back to whatever games we're going to review on a more regular basis. But speaking we of that, We have more Chambers, than two Patreon requests we got to do. Well, I'm done Spider-Man. Okay, well, I mean, once we get through them all, but yeah. Yeah, I'm saying beating the games. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, that's, honestly, that's the longest part, is one of us always beats a Patreon game review and... Gets all the footage, and then we do yeah, it all together. Yeah, so it, that's that's really the the bulk of it. But, um, yeah, speaking of that, Chambers, what questions we got this week? Well, before we get to the questions, uh, quick note, we did last week record the uh, bonus episode as we reviewed the room. So that should should be coming out soon. So once again, we did it with uh, our buddy Nick, as we always do. Make sure to check out his podcast, The N Squared Podcast, on Spotify and Anchor and a whole bunch of other spots. So yeah, Tommy Wiseau's the fucking room. We had things to say, (laughs) especially me. Jim, would you recommend the movie? $5 a month and you can find (laughs) out. That's salesmanship, right? (laughs) Jim, can we do a, a low-cut uh, shot-for-shot remake of that? You can be Lisa. No. <laughs> no, I got the tits for it. Probably comparable size. But first up, speaking of The Room, from J.D. Maines. My question, in the movie The Room, what kind of drugs do you think Denny was doing? And it was Denny, not Danny. Um, Fucking Denny. I mean, if I can quote Denny... Does it matter? I don't want to talk about it. I, here's the deal. Why? Why are you doing this? I don't know. If it, if it's here, so really, what it, the question is? Do you think Tommy was actually a drug user? I think he's a prescription drug user. You think so? He gives off that kind of vibe, where he's like real spacey and shit. Like, like you that. know, something's off with him. Yeah, but. I was I, apparently I, he was in a bad car accident like like before that movie too. Okay, so I think he's probably just like a painkiller kind of guy. Painkiller, okay. Though I think the drug that they're referencing is going to be weed because they made like you know uh, Mark smoking weed upstairs and his when Pete came up he was like, "Why are you doing that stuff? You know what it does to you? It's just fucking weed." Well, that that so, was why I was asking because he seems like like a CM Punk like nerd like where he's like super straight laced 
could be that kind of weird attitude. Yeah, like he wasn't a drinker in the movie and yeah, stuff like, like that. Like he was very against it and she kind of forced him to do it and it turned him and like you know. So I could see something in like weed being a big deal to him. So yeah, probably then he was on the weed. Yep. He just likes to watch, Bri. <laughs> Fuck. Jim, I feel like that was you as a child. <laughs> God damn it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't even specify to a certain person. You don't but have right, to. I, I, it could have been a cousin. It could have been One, a friend. It's you. Because so a cousin makes it better. One, it's you. Well, you do have some sexy cousins. <laughs> So that doesn't make it better. <laughs> Two, with you, it's always the worst. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So I take about. no consideration into that. <laughs> Jim, did I get you? <laughs> Got me again. Jesus fuck. <laughs> and next up, uh, last up this week from Burn Retinas. A bit of a mid-2000s debate. How does DBBG feel about the fast first slow zombies discourse? I always used to hear running zombies aren't scary, but I've liked the different takes on the crazies. Any preference, or do both have their merits? So you're just talking... I, I guess he just means movies. I'm going to take it. Yeah, I'll go with movies. Um, So here's the deal. As the biggest horror nerd, obviously, between us and probably with most people, I was scared shitless when I first saw... And you know what? I'm not going to entertain the debate. 28 Days Later is basically a zombie movie. You can call yeah, them rage I, I, and infect. I hate when people are like get anal about and they're like they're not real zombies. I'm like they're, they're rage monsters. They're not zombies. Like yeah. shut up, they're zombies. Shut up. And it's like I get it. Yes, even do blood, they eat people? Yeah, and even blood going into you from a bite or a scratch it can turn you. So it's not the true zombie. Just the idea that something that could infect you that way is running. And then the Dawn of the Dead remake really enforced that. Mm -hmm. That shit is really terrifying because the only thing I thought of even as a kid was like zombies are scary as hell. And there's it's it's like, do you like suspense or jump scares? Walking zombies were scary because I'll, I'll quote George Romero. They're scary because they're it's literally death coming to you and it's going to get you eventually. It doesn't matter how far you run. They're going to get you eventually. So you're kind of waiting for them to come to you. But I always kind of thought like, I think I could do better in a situation where they're walking because I can avoid them or this or that. If they're nonstop running, like you're going to be pretty goddamn screwed. Uh, so yeah, I think there is merit. I think running zombies are scarier I think I'd prefer walking zombies. But once again, the walking ones, it would be kind of creepy if, like, you finally think you're getting away and then you see, like, a mile down the road, just a whole horde of them slowly coming your way. Yeah. So I don't think I have a preference. I think they're both just very scary. And anyone who says they're not or cheap, I don't agree with. Yeah. I mean, even if you want to go to video games, like, we all love the original Resident Evil. Yep. But Resident Evil Remake in those crimson heads and when they started moving a little faster like oh fuck oh geez yeah. what the hell is this oh fuck or even left for dead yeah it's like hordes of running ones that they were creepy for a different reason but yeah they weren't as scary because you know just like man get out of here yeah but um yeah i don't i don't know if i i think i would almost say preference wise it would probably be the slower ones just because i think the, they make for a better movie and more suspense like you were saying yeah 
But, I mean, I love me some running fast ones in movies, too. It, it depends on the movie. If the movie's done well, then you can throw any kind of zombie in there. It'll be fine. Like, I don't like how they handled zombies in World War Z. I never where, saw it. So, like, but you saw a previous where they're, like, climbing on top of you. Like, yeah. this idea of these, like, above, running faster than even normal humans. Get, that's my thing is, if you're going to have them running... You can't make Jim all of a sudden. they're supposed to be decrepit. Well, also, you can't make, like, Jim be running, like, Usain Bolt just because he's a zombie now. Like, you can't do that. Yeah. And these zombies and some of these things, they jump, they do this shit. Like, I can almost, uh, I can appreciate in Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder tried to justify. He's like, if you get bit and you turn right away, you're not full rig and mortis yet, so you probably would be a little faster. But eventually, you will get down to that slow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the slow ones, I feel like when you get bit or get fucked up by them in a movie, it's more impactful. Versus the fast ones, it's like you don't have time to be scared. The slow boys will sneak up on you. Yeah, just like you're and quiet. Like, like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. their thing. They're like sneaky. And always in those movies, like there's one laying on the ground that you think's dead and it gets your feet. Uh-huh. Fucking Resident Evil. Yeah, right. Um scariest ones by far though did you ever see return of the living dead i might have i can't remember so that's the ones that popularized the idea of them saying brains <laughs> and they specifically went for brain they weren't just biting you they wanted like brains yeah but in that movie they broke the rule of it didn't matter if you shot them in the head they were indestructible except oh. for like i think complete electrocution Outside of that, though, like, even if you decapitated their head and held it up, they're still, like, chomping at you. Huh. So they were, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. I was like, wait, you can't even destroy them? Like God, super zombies. Exactly. So those are the scariest just because you can't do anything, and they talk. Yeah, now that adds to it. That's pretty damn creepy. But that's a great question. You know, I like my horror shit. Yeah, it's true. And it's a little bit past the uh, the deluge of zombie movies from the mid two thousands. That's like, yeah, I'm glad. I don't I don't hear the topic and instantly go fuck you. I don't care. I you know what? I'm glad even as a horror fan and a zombie that fan, it finally calmed down. I needed it too. Between movies, shows like I like The Walking Dead. I'm not even caught up to date on it because there's been so many seasons where I was like, I just don't care anymore. I heard the show went downhill too. Oh, it did. Um, I I want a nice. Give me a nice like ten year dip. Of like, I don't need any. You can th- you can sparkle and you can sprinkle in there a few zombie movies, but I don't want a big uptick in zombie movies for a little while. Yeah, they need that one big hit again for it to come back in vogue anyway. Yeah, I figure what monster hasn't? I feel like vampires have been kind of dead for a while too. Huh, that's funny because they're already dead. <laughs> but like, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of monsters. Right, right, now, right you're right. There hasn't been a lot of vampires since Twilight. You're correct. Been a while. Don't you dare. It's been a while. Don't you dare. You're not stained. It's been a while. <laughs> By the way, Jim. <laughs> well, that's on Twitter now. Great. This is it. I'll put the picture up. Alex, you are always the best at getting Jim. God. <laughs> Jim, are you even playing? <laughs> ah, every day's a blessing. Every day's better than the one before. <laughs> <laughs> but great question. Save the worst day of your life. Yes, yes, it is, <laughs> Jim. It's 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 a beautiful day. <laughs>
But thank you guys for the questions. We truly appreciate it. Yep, we appreciate the support. Be sure to keep an eye out for that next bonus episode and for all the Patreon reviews that'll be coming. Cheers, guys. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Jim. Know we're back. Coming back in three, two, one. So as we're on our beer break, <laughs> Brian posted the video of him that you just saw in the beginning of this thing. And boy, is everyone having a good time with <laughs> Fuck you. Well, we'll sell a goddamn t-shirt of that face. I don't care. I will make my money back. Oh, Jim. Don't you want to be at conventions and everyone has the... <laughs> Jim, can you do the, the, the for the people? Got to... <laughs> Jim, do 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 the uh, do the T-shirt for the people. <laughs> I'd still rather do that than the truffle shuffle, so I will do that. If you see me at a convention and you want me to do the thing, I'll do the thing. But can, I'll, can I'll, you, I'll do the Jesus fuck. Can you do a noise with it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jim. Ah, uh, this is. You know what's funny is, for as long as we've been friends, I feel like. I've maybe scared you one other time. Yeah, you never been big on the uh, the little. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I do it to a lot of people. Yeah. For some reason, I never thought like you would be affected. Now that I know you are, oh, it's game on. God, damn it! <laughs> I will never. Oh, no, there's no rest. I'll never be calm in this house again. Jim, you'll wake up from your bed. And I'll be like, hey, Jim. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Jokes on you. I never sleep anyway. My kid and dog have made sure of that. <laughs> So, <laughs> so, so Chambers, how you like a mosaic man? It's a perfectly good I or a hazy IPA. I don't have anything specifically to say about it other than like all the other hazy IPAs we've had, but it's very good. Yeah, it's nothing outstanding, but you know what I like? The bitterness is very, very low. Like Yeah, like you get some obviously on the tongue and like when it hits it, but after that, like it doesn't stick it around doesn't at all. It doesn't linger at all. Which, which, is which nice. I like, yeah. Because there's a lot of IPAs where, like, you just get that fucking, that bitter, like, fucking just sitting in the back of your throat. Yeah. I, I don't like that shit. Nah. You know what else I don't like, Jim? I've said a few times on this podcast, I don't like people who collect shit for dumb reasons. You have said that. You have um, made that point very clear before. And, you know, I don't even know. It's been such a long time. I'm referring to before there was an asshole who wanted to fill up multiple bookcases with copies of Mario and Duck Hunt, right? Not an asshole. Nice guy. Follows us. Good dude. I think his name's Chris. I believe it's Chris. Asshole. Good guy. But here's the deal. This one I may almost applaud because it is getting the worst You're game. You're applauding this? Hear me out. It is getting the worst game in my opinion, we've ever played out of circulation. I think this guy's an asshole for sh 10 times over Chris, but there's a pro wrestler who owns over 2,700 copies of sneak King. And I'll put his picture up. And of course, for some reason through my phone now, it's not, let me say the guy's name. Um, <clears throat> the link to it, Jim's looking up right now. Yep. But, um, the picture's up here. This guy's been interviewed by many people. And this a lot of these articles are around like October, November of 21. Um, I actually just came across it because I'm finishing editing the Sneak King video. And 
this was in the news. Uh, he's not a super famous like professional wrestler, so if you are a wrestling fan, it's probably someone you've never heard of. Yeah, he's a he's a writer whose his Reddit name is No Mercy Video. No more, no, no, no mercy video. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no mercy. No, mer no mercy. Okay. So, all right. I do have a story like this. Story, story time with Jimmy. So, uh, back, back in high school when I was in an old band, uh, we were driving, uh, I think over to the practice spot. Okay. And as we're there, there was a sign, you know, like one of those ones that like people just rig together and they put on a lamppost or well, light post, obviously. Yeah. And so I'm reading it, and I read it as to Earnat Home. What's an Earnat? Brian, what do you think it said? Earn at home. Yes, to earn at home. Earnat. So, so Earnat. What, what's an Earnat? That was that was the running meme in that band for the entirety of that band. And I still talk to one of those guys, and it's 20 years a, later, it's still a thing. So, Jim, is it safe to say, even though people may think I create things for you. you don't oh, need... no, I do it up to myself, yeah, right? I was going to say, you don't need my help to create these situations. No, I'm a perfectly good idiot on my own. I don't need you scaring me. I can do it myself. <laughs> but this guy... Nomer. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I would say Nomer cry video. Nomer cry. Fucking God. Um, I'm in a mood tonight. Brian threw me off. <laughs> I can read. 27 over 2700 copies of this and when interviewed he basically said he just likes the way the king looks and thinks it would be a neat and goofy adventure to see how many he could collect because he said even though he's got this many copies like the price has never changed on like he's like it was a four dollar game when you could get it and i think he's like yeah it's still you can get it pretty damn cheap because what'd you get it for i got it for like five bucks so it's still basically the same price. Now, here's the thing. And there are times when you could probably buy, like, pallets of them, too. Now, uh, one other Reddit user who was slightly incorrect, he said there's 3.2 million copies of Sneak King. There are 3.2 million copies of the Burger King games that got sold. So it doesn't mean that's all Sneak King. So okay. by his math, he was saying he has, like, 0.08% of all the uh, Sneak Kings in the world. Or maybe just 8%. I forget what it was. But... It could be even higher percentage, depending on, you know, the distribution between that and bumping and pocket bike racer. Well, that's what I was curious about. Like, <clears throat> obviously, Burger King is huge, but I thought there'd be like a lot more limited amount of those games released. I mean, that's what's sold. It doesn't mean that isn't what I mean, they could have been destroyed how, in how landfill. Yeah, true. Or maybe there's a warehouse somewhere with them. Who knows? The only reason I give this guy a pass is... I don't give two shits if that's a game that ever goes up to $1,000 a game. Nobody should play that, whereas the other guy's collecting this a is, game. But this is you being a motherfucker, because you get on my case all the time being like, why are you collecting this bad game? Yes, I say, why do you overspend on a bad game? There's a difference. You're overspending when you buy, I don't care if it's a dollar a piece. If you're spending $2,700 <laughs> goddamn dollars on Sneak King, oh, that's a problem. I think he's an idiot, but there, like, there should be no respect. Not that the other guy, your buddy, Chris, I don't know how many copies of Duck Hunt and Super Mario he has. I think it's like 800 some at this point. Okay, I thought it was a lot more. Either way, my point there is, that's a good game. Even if there's a gazillion copies, and I know there are, Yeah, I, that is a game I want future people to actually play. I don't want someone just hoarding that. 
I don't want anyone to play Sneak King. So if this one guy wants to waste all of his money, more pa- You know what? Right. Counterpoint. I want everyone to play Sneak King because I want them to suffer like I did. I don't. I. You know what, Jim? I know you want the world to burn. I do. I'm a petty bitch. I, I I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> Especially after getting Especially scared. Especially when a new meme of me is now Oh, God. Around. Do I need to get the Sneak King? Do I need to get the Burger King crown and scare you every time? <laughs> oh, shit. Do I need to Sneak King you? Oh, I'll get you when you go in stores. <laughs> oh, I can coordinate this so well with your wife. Oh, God, you can, because she would do it in a heartbeat. She would love it. She would do that in a heartbeat. She's like, come on, insurance money. <laughs> Get that. House paid for, done with Jim. Win-win. Oh, Jim, that just gave me so many more ideas. Good. <laughs> Wonderful. But but you you have your weird collecting fetish of River Raid. You have like every copy for every system, or how, how many are you missing now? No, I have at least one copy on every system it came out on. Do you have multiple copies of for any systems? I have a label variant on the twenty six hundred. Okay, there's there's one version that I'd love to get, but I'm never going to spend that much on it. There is a Brazil only version of River Raid that comes in like I'm already a, mad a super weird cartridge with like a little handle on top for like pulling it out. That goes for like 250 bucks. I'm not doing that. I just, here's my question, and I asked you this with Chris. Why do you think anyone would want the same copy of the, like, of sneaking? Well, no. Well, at but, least for River 8 for me, it was from like one from every console it came on. No, I said I actually understand that one. Yeah. I'm saying, why would anyone want multiple copies of the same game unless you're purposely going for like, if you if you want to get an obscure like I'm sure he must have the Guinness record for most sneak kings. Yeah, he's gotta. So, is but it- I mean, he's a redditor, so he probably did it for like like sneak king is kind of a meme, so he probably did it for the meme and for the karma. Okay. For all the updates. Is there any game in your catalog that you have now that you want to get as many copies to be the one who has the most copies of X or Y or Z? No, I don't have the room. I have too much clutter as is. If clutter wasn't an issue. Ooh, if clutter wasn't an issue. If you could house, but you wanted to actually do that, what game in your collection would you want the most copies of? Ooh, like, do I make a meme out of it and do, like, the joy of sex on Philips CDI? Or do I just go for, like, you know, all the Star Fox 64s or something like that? Well, Jim, it's you. So, so I would go for the go, joy of sex on Philips CDI. That, or you'd be like, there's this Japanese game that no one knows about. And it has. I mean, one. if I had all the Bangayos on N64, I'd be sitting on a goddamn fortune. So <sighs> what about all the no Merc eyes of the N64? <laughs> no Merc eyes, Brian. Get it right. <laughs> the no Merc eyes of the N64. <laughs> it's a shame we already did the review of that video. <laughs> At least back then I could read it right. <laughs> oh, Jim. God Damn, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, I I see. I know myself. I would never do it. Would it be a Resident Evil? It would. It would be the original. the The director's cut. I'd want all the director's cut. See, if I was you, I would go for the fucking original big box PlayStation one because I love those big boxes oh, on the dude, PS one. Yeah, every time I find a big box, like I can't help but love those. So, yeah, and that would probably be more. E- a little bit easier to actually achieve. Or do you do the superior director's cut, like you said, DualShock version with the goofy basement music? 
I I hate that basement music. I know you like it for the meme, but I can't. I can't. I, you know what? Besides the meme, like that's Don't. the first one. That's the first one that I played of Resident Evil One. Even if that's the first one, and you were so enamored by the game, there's no way you played that and went, "I kind of dig this." I didn't think really twice about. It. I think I thought the first time I heard, it, I was like, "Man, this is weird." But like, it's weird and creepy. So I thought I was like, "Ah, it fits." Like, it sounds weird, but I still think it fits the game. It's unsettling. It's more unsettling than some well-composed track. Ha, Jim. No, it's not unsettling. Ha! It's terrible. Terribly unsettling. The... Just. <laughs> Jimmy made a point. Brian's no, it's all not mad. A point. It's just you'll you'll never agree. Like it's the same way you argue if a game's original, you bump up points across the board for it, versus a game that's like still well designed or whatever, but it's not original. You'll bump down. I don't agree with that logic either. Which is why like Gold Dust is your favorite wrestler. Like he's original. He was doing this weird stuff before other he people. He was infinitely entertaining. <laughs> I wasn't even saying about the originality. He's just infinitely entertaining. But it's like, but then you'll hate on Irish. You'll be like, he's just a good wrestler. He's just a big guy. That's boring. Well, you know what? Fucking, I would kill for a big guy at this goddamn point. Everyone in the goddamn world now, some fucking five foot eight, you know, fucking 150 pound guy who's good in the ring. Who wonderful. There's a billion of them. <laughs> How do you really feel? Yeah, that's why I don't watch. <laughs> so, Jambers. <laughs> I mean, with Triple H now as head of creative, it might be interesting. It might be watchable again, so. When he starts to get his feet in the door a little bit, maybe I'll watch again. I'll give it a shot. I won't. I mean, I know you won't. At this point, the only way I'd get into any modern wrestling is if Logan does. That's it. That's like fair. If in the future he all of a sudden falls for it and wants to go to events, then I'd be like, okay, I'll start watching it. Right. But, Jim, speaking of things that have gained popularity that I don't quite understand and I'm not going to get into... I'm not saying I'm not getting into it out of principle. Okay. But it's a game that doesn't spark my interest. Okay. Stray. You would hate Stray just on principle. You would. But see, you didn't even listen to what I just said. I don't hate it on principle. I'm saying it seems like the game of the year already by the amount of hype it's gotten. Well, I mean, this is the same year that's had Shred's Revenge and Elden Ring. So, I mean, this is just the next game that's like the big hype game. Well, that that's I'm saying like Elden Ring, I got the hype there. Like, right. Of course. Shred's Revenge. I get the hype there. This game, like they're already making memes. Like people are like, oh, fuck Elden Ring. It's like Stray is the way. Like I, my whole thing is why? Like number one, I know there's lots of people who like cats. I mean, cats are the big thing on the internet. That's the thing. Why is it cats on the internet, but in real life, everyone's a dog person? Because <laughs> you're I, the internet person, and you know that's goddamn. I, I, I don't know. People are more cat people on the internet. You know what it is? The more online you are, the less time you want to put into taking care of a dog. A real thing you got to take real care of. Real responsibility. But you know what you get out of it? Fucking love and affection. Real love and affection. Oh, dogs are so superior to cats. It's not even funny. Yeah. These internet people over here are their little, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't need you to live. He would eat you. <laughs> but th- that's my question is, so you haven't mentioned, said anything. Is Stray a game you're going to try? I'm just, like, because of everyone, everyone's saying about it. It's like, yeah, it's like it has my interest. Like, one, I have too much shit to do anyway. Yeah. And two, like, I mean, it sounds like a cool concept. Like, basically, 
like a non-violent adventure game where you're playing as a cat in, in some cyberpunk future. Yeah. And like, I don't know anything about the game really beyond that, but people seem to be really liking it. Like, I, I think there is a thing too where like when a game hits that spot of like goofy fun that's like it doesn't have to be depressing and violent or it's just like a thing where you can like kind of just dick around I guess but again I don't know the gameplay behind it but it almost like it's not like the new untitled goose game how that was a meme I think this is more of a game behind it than that was but yeah. oh no no this is by all means it's like a legit game yeah <clears throat> it's a cool concept like you playing living as a cat in a like a Hong Kong cyberpunk future. I'm more interested in the world, not so much the cat aspect, but yeah, like you said, the world, like these robot cyberpunk, whatever you want to call it. Um, and clearly, like I've seen so many people like share moments. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. The cat felt like, but this goes back to the reason I brought it up is not only is it the hottest topic right now, but it went, it goes to what I said last podcast, which was there's a, a increase in games that are more mundane tasks. And it seems like a lot of games in general are trying to get away from the violence, you know, and you know what? Fucking everything's depressing these days. Like we've said it before you go on social media. It's just nothing but doom scrolling. It's either doom scrolling or drama or just bullshit. So like every, everything sucks. Like, so if you're on the internet a lot, everything goddamn sucks. So it's nice to have something, you know, different and more, I don't know if it's wholesome or not, but yeah, I maybe the game is deeply dark and there's some crazy twists that are really fucked up. Yeah. I don't know enough about the game. I am going to try it because it is free on game pass. I was just more like, I'm trying to understand. Oh, it's on game pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm more like, why do you think it got to the level of an Elden ring? Like I put that in Elden ring as the two games. that got the most press. I don't even put Treasure's revenge in the same level yeah no i no. stray's getting way more uh mainstream uh stuff like strange revenge hit this spot for like all the retro people out there yeah but, but stray's hitting for like everyone right now it's hitting for everyone and it's so much more accessible than elden ring was oh god yeah so that's I'm sure. why I, i'm not even joking at a minimum you know this game's gonna get nominated for game of the year it might be that indie darling that gets up there, and yeah. It could probably win. Like last year was like that It Takes Two, which we didn't play. Right, yeah. So And the year before, like <clears throat> Hades was the big uh indie game. Yeah, but like Hades made sense. Hades is amazing. Yeah. Um not saying once again Stray isn't. I just go, Do you think that's just the way games at least for this time period? And I, I don't even put it like the world's and shit, because shit, during the Cold War in the eighties you still got all the violent games we got during that time and they almost glorified but you didn't have social media well true so that's my question is you think it's a societal shift or just now the people making games are a little softer um they weren't so, allowed to play doom <laughs> i don't think it's them not being allowed to play it i just think they wanted to make something a little different and happier i guess hmm. if it even is happy just something a little just different yeah which i, I can applaud them for <clears throat> now brian yes tale as old as time of course, something new is out Beauty there. And the Beast. And something new is popular. Hard as he can see. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, Kotaku. Good old Kotaku. Bouncing off of the popularity of Stray. They have to get their heat clicks. Of course. So, there's an opinion piece on Kotaku. Someone shit on it, right? Stray falls into the usual Orientalism pitfalls of the cyberpunk genre. 
Wait, the, the what-ism? Orientalism. So the cat simulation game appropriates Asian aesthetics, but doesn't grapple with the walled city's historical legacy. Oh my god! I haven't read. I didn't even bother wasting wasting my time reading the article this time. Apparently, from what I read from like someone in a group chat summing it up, it's kind of like it, it. Like I guess it's like a pro-China writer who's like more mad that like they're acknowledging Hong Kong. So I think that's part of it. I could be wrong. I'm not going to read the article. So if I'm wrong, leave a comment. <clears throat> well, you but. said the walled city. Isn't that... um That that was that fucking... Um, yeah, what the fuck? What was that called? That like city that was just built on top of itself? That slum that just kept it's building? It's Kowloon, and... is it? Yeah, it's Kowloon. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think it does <clears throat> take place in Kowloon. You might be right. Okay, so... Which I think was in Hong Kong, wasn't it? Or... I, th- I think it is. Yeah. My God. So yeah, like you said... That makes it even cool because Kowloon was such a cool fucking thing. Well, it's. I don't know if everyone inside would agree with it's cool. I, I mean, the people from when you watch like documentaries Jim, of people who you live don't there. Know a single fuck from Kowloon. I have. Could, I, could, of course, could. I don't know anyone from Kowloon. So just because how the inter- fuck am I going to say that? Just I know because someone? they interviewed three people that were willing to give an interview, and they said it wasn't so bad. I would take it like I would take your opinion when you tell me a game isn't so bad. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just saying. You can get used to like, you're yes, in of course. City. Of course, if it's what you live in, and you can get used to anything. Of course, like I, everything's I get it. On the other side, right, right. Um, I'm just saying. I mean, yes, there was massive <clears throat> crime and corruption and prostitution and there rape like and whoring and all. like heroin dens and like leaders controlling entire sections of the blocks and cities because there was no police there. Yes, everything fun. No police and heroin <laughs> sounds fucking it, great. Jim. Jim, <laughs> they'd sell your ass on the market. Would you Good. be having fun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you'd never, have to worry about more, it. You'd have to worry more than me just scaring you from near a pool table. <laughs> I really didn't handle that well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Something to be said there. But here's the deal. Like, yeah, of course, somebody was going to criticize it for... I-, I feel like there's no game that you can make anymore... No matter where it is in it, it almost feels like Kotaku like just puts out a company wide email and says someone say something inflammatory about this. Say something inflammatory, and they or... take all the ideas that come in and they pick one and go, "Ooh, that's the one." The only thing I'm shocked they haven't really done is lean into like like what you're saying is lean into like somebody give a really outrageous like right wing idea, so it's going to spark even more heat. Yeah, it's like they like... tend to always just lean to like. What's going to be a thing that like pisses off people if it's too cancel culturey or this or that? I it would be ballsy if they're like, you know what? Throw a right wing idea out there, and really spark the flames. Because <laughs> I feel like they'd be the type that would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just some Kotaku article. It's like, you know, I think this game praises the Jews too much, and then it's send. <laughs> God damn it! Uh oh. <laughs> so, I will try the game. I yeah, just, if it's on Game Pass, I'll at least try it. I, I'm just like I said, I it, it's and I'm sure it actually probably is gonna be a fun game. I just like, man, that thing took and I know like cats on the internet are fucking gold mines. Oh yeah. I guess I didn't realize how much of a gold mine they really are. Because I feel like I never heard one thing about this game until it was out. Oh yeah, no, there's I didn't hear a goddamn thing about it until then. So we'll see. We want to hear what you guys think. Let us know. Have you played it? Will you play it? What do you think of it? What's the appeal? Yeah. All right, Chamber. So final topic. I was torn to call this which is better. 
but it's more very personal. We're not trying to compare the styles. What do you personally miss more? Actually doing couch co-op games with your friends or the call it like during our college years of the staying up all night over Xbox Live, playing games to the wee hours of the morning. Could be Call of Duty, maybe Left 4 Dead, any of those different games. Which gaming sessions do you hold better in your mind? Because I could even tie in like we talk with our buddy Eric and whatnot, like how fun doing PUBG was. Yeah. Whatever year, 2018. Mm-hmm. They're like, I look at periods like that and I go, you know, the arcade, not that our generation, we did plenty of arcades, but that was really well, the generation if you before. Were less, if you were allowed out as a kid, <laughs> some of us weren't as lucky. So I feel like our generation was really the couch co-op up until N64. Yeah. And then it was diving into the, you know, once we got 360s. So which... Do you miss more? Which was your favorite gaming period? Um, you know, and w- which way did you like the game the best of that? See, that's that's a tough, tough question. It's a very very tough question because, like, I really like I really enjoyed like our late night like no responsibility, just fucking playing Call of Duty or whatever goddamn online game. Yeah, and that was a shitload of fun, and then like that was an obsession. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like, growing up, like, spending entire summers playing, like, one game with a friend, like, my best friend growing up, we would spend a whole summer either playing, like, Smash or GoldenEye or Perfect Dark, hours on end, Mm -hmm. or, uh, but, fuck. You you know, (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna default, I think my favorite time of co-op gaming ever was when my friends and I were obsessed with Rock Band. Okay. So... I'm going to have to go with couch co-op because, like, that's something we really weren't doing over Xbox Live at the time. I didn't have Wi-Fi until after we were basically done playing with it. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was never a Wi-Fi thing for me or, like, an internet-based thing. But, like, sitting around, getting drunk, getting high, and just, like, either playing against each other or, like, with the full once they introduced a full band setup and shit like that. Like, that was a good two, three-year obsession for me. And, you know, then once you got bored of that, we would play, like, MLB The Show or some Street Fighter or shit like that. But, like, it all, like, centered around, like, getting together and wanting to play more Rock Band Hmm. and crap like that. So, I honestly think that was my favorite era of, like, co-op gaming. And, like, we're talking my late teens, early 20s at that point. Hmm. So, yeah. No, I really loved the shit out of, like, that era of, like, playing that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because as a kid... Like, I had the era of, like, I break it into the, like, you do, do the errors. Like, I had, you know, the arcade error to a degree. But at home, it was me versus my brother, and he was smart enough to only play me in sports games that he could beat me in. Uh-huh. So that wasn't quite as fun because I was just getting my ass whooped in every sports game. Um, and then it was like, you know, with my best friend, a lot of it was like we would play a lot of games together, but then there would be a lot of, like, we're just going to beat all the Resident Evils in one night, which right. was a ton of fun, but it's not really co-op. Right. It's really one's watching the other, and that's probably my favorite gaming memory, but for a couch co-op, I probably would go with the kind of 360 era, the CODs, the other games we were playing at the time. Cause and you know what? Even to fall back on that, back at the college apartment. like Yeah. Playing, you know, Left 4 Dead together, sitting around, exactly. sitting around, a, somehow sitting around like a 27 inch like tube TV, 
and we made it fucking work. Yeah. Or when my uh, roommate Matt would come by and be like, hey, Jim, what are you doing? And, <laughs> and I'm just... like, I'm doing homework. He's like, no, you're not. You're going to play Army of Two with me. And I was like, yes, I am. Yeah. Like that. And era... then I would fail a test the next day, and it was worth it. Yeah. And it's weird because that, that is couch co-op, but I, I kind of lumped that era in with what I'm thinking of. Because I even think like when we did the LAN party at our buddy Chris's house. Oh, yeah. When we were doing the LAN parties for... Uh... We brought the Xboxes over and did uh, Call of Duty 3. Yeah. yeah. Which, that was so fucking fun. That game was so underrated for how fun it was. Yeah, Call of Duty 3 was fucking <sighs> great. But That's like, a, It's like forgotten now because like after Modern Warfare. like well, Once Modern Warfare hit, it changed the game completely. Then, then, then Call of Duty became COD. That's when that exactly. happened. Exactly. Yeah. And here's the deal. I still remember the getting World at War the day of. like I think I even had to like still come down to school. I remember getting in the morning, downloading it, or at least trying to play through the campaign, coming down to school, coming back, and us playing like all night. Like like I don't know, those and just some of the other games I think of. Uh like I said, even PUBG, such an innocuous game, but with Eric, with Mole, with uh our with Gun, like playing games like that, I don't know. There's a different level of like you can allow more people to play ultimately when you do it over line. Right. And you can kind of shift in other people. And I almost say like doing online gameplay is perfect for people our age because it's also like the, that is our ability to maintain friendships and still talk to people on a regular basis. Yeah. Like a lot of our friends, like, you know, Mole lives in Seattle now. Uh, Eric lives in South Carolina now. Shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, people like you can keep uh, social relationships open so much better over line. And couch co-op is fun, but I feel like couch co-op is a thing. I don't know if today's generation does it. Yeah. Like, cause what value? Like, you know, I I don't know. Everything is different. The the only thing I can judge off of for that is our brother-in-law. Because he's 12, 13. So, so he's, yeah, he's not doing that. I mean, you know, it's actually like there is a glimmer of hope because they'll hang out like during the course of the day and then go home and then play online together. So I think couch co op's kind of dead, but like it's still like them hanging out after the fact. It's like when it's almost like the inverse of when I was in like my early mid teens yeah. and my best friend and I, like Saturday morning. We'd wake up at like eight in the morning and just hop immediately onto StarCraft. Sure. And we would start playing StarCraft together all over the internet, you know, taking up the phone lines because that's all we had back then. <laughs> uh, you know, we'd play that until like two in the afternoon. And then after we were done that, we'd be like, all right, you want to hang out now? Yeah. And then we'd like meet in person. So now it's like the inverse of that. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like, like a lot of things in gaming, the couch co-op is going by the waist. It's a dead art, if you will. Like because yeah, it's still out there, but like it's not like the only system, modern system that you could even probably conceivably maybe do it would be the Switch, and even that would be limited games. Whereas most kids would be like, "Well, I have my own." Like they might not do couch; they might be in the same room, each using a different Switch. Yeah, but sharing a console, it's just I feel like consoles have been so much more accessible by people. Oh yeah, I mean like because of the shift to online gaming, like. Obviously, the priority is that. So, yeah, for me, like I said, I as much as I did enjoy that, I, I guess part of what I didn't enjoy was even though we had plenty of beat-em-ups I played as a kid, if I was doing couch co-op, chances are I was always competing, 
competing against their friends. Even if I was winning, like, I don't get as much fun just, like, I enjoy the co-op aspects. You know what's funny about beat em ups? I guess because I was obsessed with them, too. Where it's like, as I'm playing with a friend, I'm also sitting there going, God damn it, I would be doing, this would be so much easier if I was just by myself. Hmm. But then again, there is fucking Streets of Rage 3. <laughs> that broken asshole game. <laughs> well, there is a couple months one summer where like we're like, fuck this. We're gonna we're gonna beat this game. <laughs> so I would play through the first five levels. Okay. And then after the when once we got to level six, then my buddy would jump in. Okay. And we'd try to beat it. And even then we never beat it. Like I said before, the only way I ever saw the real ending of that game was playing through it, getting as far as I could, and then starting hitting player two right before the final boss and having a fresh set of a lives for that. Set, yeah. And that's the only way I ever saw the real ending in that game. Yeah. And I played I I think I played that more and more than any of the other ones too, just trying to beat it. Just trying to well yeah, because Streets Rage Two part of what's nice about it is it is so easy. Oh yeah. I mean at this point. Like I it's funny when I go online and I see people who are like, Yeah man, I I have trouble with that game. I can barely get through it. I'm like I can play that yeah, in my sleep. That that's a but weird. I mean, if you didn't grow up with it, then I guess I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it is funny though. I notice when we play, there's a part of you. You do something that I notice. It's not innately something I do. Even when we're doing <laughs> beat 'em ups, you're like, "God damn it, you're only doing better than me because you picked up power ups or something." Like you're worried about that aspect. You're like you're still trying to compete. Oh yeah. So then that drives me to fuck with you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Whereas naturally, I don't do that. I'm just like, "Oh, we gotta make it. We gotta survive." Whereas Jim's like, "Fuck you. I want to do better." We gotta survive, but I'm the star. <laughs> it's all about me. But you always do worse than me in beat 'em ups. Because you take Katie, my guy, <laughs> and you take all the power ups and goddamn turtles. Piece of shit. But yeah, no. I mean, like I said, I, I it it makes me curious. I feel like, what's the future going to be? Like we already have the online. I mean, and you know what? Fucking couch co op was clutch during the goddamn uh, during lockdowns. Because I said it before, the wife and I, we played Mario Party so goddamn much. Well, also, though, think this generation is very lucky that imagine if 10, 11-year-old Jimmy was in this generation where you probably would have had a Switch. The only way you would have talked to your friends was doing online gaming. You wouldn't, oh God. You wouldn't have done couch. 10, 10 or 11-year-old Jimmy probably would have been groomed in a Discord server because he was so goddamn <laughs> online. <laughs> Thank God 10 or 10 or 11 year old Jimmy wasn't around today. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I was an impressionable boy, Brian. I didn't get out much. I don't even know. What to, uh... I'm a realist. What do you want? So, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I do have fond memories of the couch co-op, but I also remember thinking it was way more competitive and especially doing couch co-op with you, motherfucker. And we have all of our friends back us up. You were the worst screen watcher of anyone we would play Halo. Even though Halo was a game that you knew so much better than us, you still couldn't help yourself but screen watch us where you knew every secret and visibility cloak and rocket launcher and sword. We're, we're like figuring out the game and like, oh, we're going to zoom in on Jim with this sniper rifle. Oh, he just magically knew to not to like move away or duck. Look, if you ain't screen watching, you ain't playing, all right? You're lying to yourself. <laughs> but you are. You're lying to yourself if you there, say you don't do it. There's a level of screen watching, and then there's your level. And you hit 
levels above it. Look, bro, I would just call that superior multitasking because not only am I perfectly controlling myself in that situation while watching someone else's screen, Jim, I'm watching my screen at the same time. Jim, why were you call that the, a skill, Brian? Why were you the only one of our friends who had a running tally of ball taps that were owed? Because I'm a <laughs> I'm a little piece of shit. That's why. <laughs> I know why. I know what I am. <laughs> So yeah, I have so little, Brian. I need my small victories. Jim, actually, now you just inspired me. Oh, great! Do we need to do a couch co-op, us beating Streets of Rage three on Twitch? I mean, yeah, I'm down for that. That's that's gonna be a fucking bear to do. I think we could. Do I it. think we could do it. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm carrying you, yeah, I mean, we could do it. <laughs> I'm Doctor Zan. I don't care. Good. He'd <laughs> be my boy. He sucks anyway. <laughs> He's no Rue. How dare you? He is no Rue. That's for sure. Oh, you, you butt fuck. You would probably kill Rue first before killing the clown. You wouldn't even have Rue. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm going to do that anyway. <laughs> Got to sleep somehow. So, yeah. The question, it's it's as subjective as possible. Like, there's no right answer. That's why I didn't want to put it as which is better because you can make arguments for both. Personally, like I said, yeah, that 360 online gaming and especially how it was handled through Xbox, it was just perfect. And like I said, being able to get as many friends as possible in a game, so, so much fun. Um, your couch co-op, but seems like specifically for a rock band. Well, I mean, like... Mostly because of the drugs. I mean, it helped, but... <laughs> but I mean, yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm a couch co-op guy, like... Cause mostly because of Rock Band, but I also have the memories of playing sports games in Street Fighter with my, with my brother growing up and shit like that. So those are good memories. Uh, I mean, fucking being in lockdown with the wife playing Mario Party, that's a good memory. And then all the games I played with my best friend growing up and shit. So, yeah. Yeah. I just have more, not that I don't have good memories with Xbox and playing online, but I, I think I have more sentimental ones with the co-op. The gotcha. Couch. So you guys, let us know what you think in the and comments the below. Yes. And the drugs. Just like your cousin. <laughs> so you guys let us know in the comments below. Which do you prefer? What was a better gaming memory? Not necessarily which was better. What's your most fond memory? Was it couch co-op? Was it online play? And which games was it? Because that's really seems to be the key here. Mm -hmm. So, Chambers, as we close out the episode, what do you think of Mosaic Man? I got me a good buzz going right now from this shit. Which is funny. I feel the same way. And... What did I say it was? Six, six right? Only like 6.5%. Yeah, it's not super high for an IPA or a hazy, but. You know what? I'm going to blame it on the lucky streak. Probably was that goddamn lucky streak. <laughs> or it was the fact that I got your heart going very early. <laughs> got that blood pumping. <laughs> All thinned out from that scary. But no, it's, you know what? Like we said uh, a couple times already, it doesn't do anything special as a hazy IPA, but it's a very, very good one. Yeah. It's one. Um, I would put this on like one of the more recommended tiers for a hazy. I would I would recommend it and because it doesn't have like you said that like that awful bitter. There's aftertaste. no bitterness whatsoever. Like there's the a little tinge on your tongue even after the fact, but yeah. nothing in your throat. Nothing like it's so mild and it goes down really smooth. And if you're a video game fan, which if you're watching this, you probably are. This is a no brainer. Now, like I said, a little expensive. You could have 30 lucky streaks in your pocket. Yeah, you could. <laughs> so, you know, try it if you like IPA styles. But with that, we want to say thank you guys so, so much for watching. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell so you're notified every time we put out a new video. If you're watching us or listening to us on iTunes and Spotify, 
Hit subscribe if you give us a five-star rating, whatever you write. Even if you want to bash us and tell Jim how he's a fluffy puff, we will <laughs> respond to no all No more cry. <laughs> yeah, no more cry. <laughs> Let us know. But please, thank you for all the support. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone. Cheers. Cheers, guys.